Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us for this message and the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, learn, and abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, that is, there is our way and there is God's way. Father, we thank you for this time of coming together of fellowship. We ask that your word, this word, go out to your people to penetrate their hearts and minds and souls to help them further develop a relationship with you. That is the end goal, so that they may know you, embrace you, and be comforted by you in troubling times and receive the gift of salvation, that they may live eternally with you when this temporal world, their their time here is, is over. It's a simple ask, a simple request. It's not that complicated. And and that's why we're coming before you, Father. I ask you to use your errand boy, this vessel, to deliver your message, your word to your people. This we ask and pray in your son Jesus' name, amen and amen. Um, um, This is part two of the series of giving of gifts. Um, it's the second in a multi-part series. As you may recall from last week's message, uh, the first part of the series, we talked about the gifts that we can give to others of letting our light shine, the light being of and from God for others to see uh, in us, right, that will illuminate a path back to him where he and he alone gets all the glory. We accomplish this through works, that is, exercising our faith. In other words, when things are tough, we stand firm. It's not for show, but for souls, that they may be saved, yes, from hell and damnation, but also from having to endure the trappings and the torment of this world that are enticing. This week, we're going to examine this a little closer in part two, looking at ways we can accomplish this and our God-given purpose. We take today's passage from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 4, begins with the theme of living for God. In the, the passages that precede today's verse, it speaks of having suffered as Christ also suffered in in the body. It informs us that we can be done with sin from having suffered. Not perfect, never are we. Just having lost the desire to live in worldly ways from the pummeling our physical bodies have taken, the pain, the suffering, uh, we we just want to part ways with, with sin. That is to say, no longer carelessly or easily chasing a lust or drunkenness, uh, sexual perversion, excessive indulgences, and idolatry. You know, worshiping things, possessions, status, and self-importance, worshiping those more than God, just to name a few. 
it basically speaks to us having wasted enough time on things of this world that are beneath the behavior of a mature Christian, or at least it ought to be. So we're going to take today's passage from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, 1 Timothy, Timothy chapter 4, verse 10 of the NIV. It reads, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So this today's topic title is giving gift giving part two. Gift giving part two. Last week we talked about part one. I'm going to start with purpose. Please make no mistake about this. Each and every one of us was created for and with an intended and specific purpose in mind. Our perfect God does not nor will not ever make a mistake. You may think, feel, believe, or be told otherwise, for example, that you are a mistake, but that is a lie. We may make mistakes, but that does not mean that we are a mistake. We may make mistakes, but that does not mean that we are a mistake. You have been given gifts, the first of which was life itself. Given all that needs to happen to produce uh, the formation and, and miracles of the creation of a single human life is beyond the comprehension of the human mind. And yet, here you are. In the first part of this verse, again, it reads first Timothy, first Peter, first Peter, chapter four, verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received. The Amplified Bible provides more specificity in calling them a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment. One inference that can be clearly drawn from this description is that our gifts are not something that we earned or worked for. We do not deserve them. We do not create them on our own volition. It would be hard to do that given we were created with the gift. At the time of our creation, the gift goes in the ingredients. A pot roast doesn't add ingredients to itself. You're cooking something in the in the, in the kitchen of the ingredients list. Um, seeds planted can grow fruit, can germinate, but it had to be in there to begin with. That alone should make it plain and clear that we each, every single last one of us, have a specific purpose and mission to fulfill. Otherwise, why are we even here? What's the point? So in as much as God gave these gifts, no one, no man can take them away from us. No man can tell us we don't have what God told us he gave us. In, other, in the other verses before this one, the pagans and unbelievers tried to convince God's people that they did not really have what they had 
and to continue to join them in seeking pleasure in and of their sinful ways. Even going so far as to abuse believers for their faith. If this sounds familiar, then you should find peace, confidence, and even comfort in knowing people may simply be coming against you because you belong to God, were created by God, and were giving, given a special gift just for you. In other words, your good spirit can irritate other people's demons, often does, generally. And others who are possessed, not in the head-spinning, green-puking way, but evilly influenced, are going to come against you simply because of the good spirit that resides and lives within you. So that alone might be the reason you feel left out, isolated, abandoned, on your own, lonely, feeling like you just don't fit, belong, or having little interest in being part of the pack. You have been given a precious gift to use to fulfill God's plan and purpose. You have been chosen for better than this wicked world has to offer. Let that be of encouragement to you today. Stand up and stand tall. March confidently forward in your purpose, armed with the knowledge and truth that you have been recruited by the better-than-best employer, better-than-best panel of judges, organization, board, by the creator, the best creator that there ever was, is, and will be. So you might be asking, why were you given your gift? Spoiler alert, not just for you. It may not be for you at all. For your benefit, here, perhaps internally. It was given to you, yes, and that in and of itself is reason enough to feel special because you were chosen. But before getting all proud and pious and full of yourself, thinking that you have more virtue than anyone else, know that God put the spiritual gift or gifts in you to use, not for exalting yourself, but for others. So now if we examine the second part of 1 Peter 4 and 10, it says to serve others, to serve others. Yes, you are special to God, as are all of his other creations. How despicable and wicked, then, would it be to even consider using the gift that he gave you that you did not earn to wound, hurt, or cause harm to one of his own, another creation of his. Yet many do exactly that. Getting so filled with self, they kid themselves, only fooling themselves into thinking that they're somehow, they, they somehow curated this gift on their own. Don't be foolish. 
know that the word serve here is to take care of, humbly serve, to render assistance, to wait on like a waiter or flight attendant or a greeter, even to minister like a deacon. It is from the vantage point of being a lesser, the lesser person in doing so, the lesser person in doing so to serve. Can you do that? Can you see yourself humbly serving, providing others with something they desire and putting yourself, not, not putting yourself above them, but humbly below? Are you willing as a follower of Christ, a believer in God, willing to participate in executing the assignment he gave you to fulfill in the manner in which he intended you to fulfill it? Don't agree to do something that you cannot. Know that we are to be faithful in our doings. Be faithful in your doings. And the final part of this verse, explicit, unmistakable instruction is given about the way we should use our gift. The last part in 1 Peter 4 and 10, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. As faithful stewards, faithful. Here, faithful is to be able for God to trust you after all, you have free will. We all have free will. Can God trust us to do his work, what he created and designed us to do, what he intended for us to do? He will not force us. He will not force you. You get to decide if you're going to be obedient. Faithful here means being full of faith. Your cup runneth over. Not just should you be trustworthy, but you should also trust God. This faithful has two parts. It is being faithful, God can trust you. And being faithful, you are trusting God. Two parts. Trust the process. Trust his design, his, his purpose, his pathway, his plan that he has laid out, not faltering in the face of uncertainty as you employ your gift. Well, I'm not so sure if you're quickening on the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives within you, telling you this is what you need to be doing. Question it. Do what he has put inside of you. Going forward with bold confidence, running towards your Goliath, not creeping timidly, trembling in, in fear. As a steward, you are the manager, the administrator of your gift. In other words, the buck stops with you on who is responsible for how it is used. That is, you and you alone will be held accountable for the prudent use or mindless waste and squandering of how your gift is applied. Be wise here. Don't use your gift to exalt yourself, to take glory away from God. 
that is a dead-end road with dire consequences. Lastly, there are countless ways God moves, and as such, many varieties of gifts that he gives and assigns to his people. In other words, as no two humans are identical in our fingerprints, in the retinas of our eyes, it could be supposed that no two gifts are identical. Both could be given the gift of singing. Two individual, unique individuals may be done in different ways, different styles, different purposes, different places. Don't be envious of the gift he gave to someone else as it's a perfect match for them, but it could be poison for you, to you, to your soul. Seek, find, know, and use the gift God has given you for his intended purpose. Be glad for it, develop it, abide closely in your relationship with him so you always know when, where, and how to use your gift. Above all, use it. Be the gift to others you were created to be. God gifted you. Use it. God assigned you a purpose. Fulfill it. God expects you to execute with excellence. Exceed his expectations. God's grace will empower you. Lean on it. God's mercy will protect you. Lean into it. God's love covers and engulfs you. Embrace it. God is good. Be thankful for it. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.